Hi, welcome to another episode of Sisters Gone Platinum with your hosts, Rena and Vicky, where if you're looking to be inspired, entertained, and encouraged, you've reached the right place. Pull up a seat. We got you, sis. Today's episode is brought to you by exclusive services by My Girls, your premier destination for top-notch house cleaning, handyman, and organizational services. Exclusive services by My Girls isn't just a cleaning service, it's a commitment to excellence. Their team of experts go above and beyond to ensure your space is not just clean, but a sanctuary you look forward to coming home to. Whether you're a busy professional or someone who values their time, Exclusive Services by My Girls understands your needs and delivers exceptional cleaning tailored just for you. A huge thank you to Exclusive Services by My Girls for sponsoring this podcast. Oh my gosh. Welcome back to another episode of Sisters Gone Platinum. You are here with your host, Rena and Vicky. We are so glad you've returned. Uh, if you hear some footsteps in the background, we are having puppy trouble. <laughs> Anyways, sis, how was your week? Oh, it was really good, you know, nose to the grindstone, kids in school, housework, chores, games, uh, you know, party, party. How about yours? Oh, with the holidays approaching, it just feels like there's so much stress. Yeah. Every year I say it's the last year I'm going to stress. Next year <laughs> I'm going to plan, I'm going to budget, you know. Get it all done way it, in advance. Yeah, yes. way in advance and, and just be prepared and just really enjoy it. But without fail, it's just so stressful. Yeah, I all sing that these, same song. All these Christmases I've had without saying my age, you think by now I would have figured it out. You, you know? Think. Yeah, just... I don't know. I haven't. I don't even know what to say about it. I'll just get through the holidays and then we can come back on a podcast and talk about how there we survived it. Yes. Well, I love the seasons, of course. I love seeing my kids, my grandkids, and just reconnecting. It just feels like it comes with a lot of stress. So obviously no one's twisting my arm and making me be grandma of the year. <laughs> well, that's my Other story. Other than you. <laughs> that's my story. Yeah, so it's been a little stressful, but other than that, work has been good. Podcasting is going great. I'm just excited. Feedback that we're getting from my audience. I was thinking that in the near future, we should read some of the messages we get from our um, audience. Some There's some really good ones. It's just been so fun inter- interacting. What do you think yeah, about? That would be so fun to share. Yeah, just I'd really enjoy it. Engaging with them and just some of the feedback. It's been a lot of fun. So maybe in the near future, we can kind of cup or print a few of those and read them and share them with everybody. But it'll just be fun. But our topic for today, I believe, is, and I heard about this. I wish it was original to me, but it wasn't. But I heard of this thing called the let them theory. Have you heard of that? I actually have not. It sounds like it's going to be a fun one, but I haven't heard of it at all. Well, it's a theory, and it's called the let them theory. So from what I understand, it's like, you know, as you go through life, and just these are all just examples, like, you know, if I, if I don't show up on time to my grandkids' birthday party, mm-hmm. you know, my in-laws are going to be mad at me. Okay. And then the theory is, so let them. You know, let them be mad at you. Okay. Um, if I, you know, my husband's upset because I didn't, whatever, I can't think of what Salt is food enough. I don't make him food. So. <laughs> okay, he could be upset about yeah. that then. He's upset because I don't make him food. It's just, so let them. You know, it's kind of like, remember when we were little and things would go on, they'd say, so what? So oh, what? Yes. So what? Yeah. Chicken butt. Yeah. 
That usually was the second part. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same theory, theory, an idea like, what are we fearing? Or why are we so afraid to just let people be dis, un, uh, dis Oh, my mind's slipping the disappointed. word. Disappointed with you or discouraged or not, we don't have their approval. Or we didn't okay. do everything according to what they're thinking. It's called the so let them theory. It means, so what could happen? Well, if I don't show up on time, they're going to be angry. So let them. Well, if I don't, you know, you put all this pressure on yourself because mm -hmm. of the outcome of the response of someone else. You know, like, uh, well, I would like to say I share custody with my kids, but I don't. But they do have a father, which you know the story. Mm -hmm. He's not involved at all in their life. And I know there's been like lots of times that I've had conversations with my children and they're, they're hurting or things are going on. And it's been really helpful when they say, well, I just feel like dad, you know, if he could just come into my life, you know, then, you know, whatever the theory is or whatever the idea is that they're believing, he'll show up, he'll, he'd understand or, or why do I want him to show up? He probably won't understand or my dad's going to think I'm a loser or my dad's going to think I've lost my faith or I'm a terrible dad or whatever the kids are telling me. And since I've learned a little bit about this theory, I find such comfort in telling him, so let them, let mm -hmm. him. So let him, what's the worst that can happen? So he's disappointed. So then how does that affect your life? Yeah. Or how does that, how does that look? You know, when you're going through your everyday situation, what if you just said, so let them. So it's hard to think about, but kind of, kind of pick your brain a little bit and think of what are some of the things within the last week especially because we're around the holidays and the family's coming around. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that, that you're experiencing, if you don't mind sharing, where if maybe the so let them theory could have made it a lot less painful? Oh, shoot. Uh, one that hits really close to home or heart. Um, I was never raised teach, uh, being taught Santa Claus. I really wasn't. And I carried the same tradition with my kids. I don't teach Santa Claus we decorate with him and he's around and we tease and laugh and joke but I've never been one of those parents that tells my kids that Santa Claus is real and Santa Claus brought the presents and all the fun stuff um and each year I, I have grandbabies now and it, it gets a little tricky to navigate those waters between my kids know the truth and they've spoiled it for a lot of kids at school too and I've had parents <laughs> call me upset like what in the world are you telling your kid you need a whatever all and I think that's probably one of those places that it would just come into play where they're angry and upset that I'm not building this big old lie and telling my kids this big old lie. <laughs> right. And they get angry. And that would probably be one place where I could so let them, right? apply that. It's just let them. This topic that you brought up, it's off topic, but it's kind of what I'm going to add to it, but it's so, it's so beautiful and interesting. And like, sometimes we just have to wing what we're talking about, but, right. but you're talking about, you know, the Santa Claus thing. So I as well have, uh, nine shared, um, either daughter-in-laws or son-in-laws, all nine of my kids are married. Mm -hmm. And some of my kids carry on the, the story or the lie of Santa is real and Easter Bunny's real and whatever else. And that has always been hard. And I, I swear, sis, I struggle with it. It's not, it's not a big deal, but part of me, I don't know, are we falling for this, this idea of raising your kids in the circular 
uh, environment or what everybody else is doing so that mm-hmm. they can fit in. But I am just heartbroken over the, maybe that's an exaggeration, but it's real close, over the children that are being, uh, my own grandkids that are being taught the Santa thing. And not that it matters. They can right. believe in Santa and the cartoons and all the stuff they, they, they watch and, you know, kids have great imaginations and, you know, all that they're doing. But my biggest problem is I feel like this, and you know our story, so right. we were told a lot of lies when we were kids, and oh, I still so struggle many. with not knowing the truth. I think that's why it gets to me so bad. Yeah, it gets, that's, I think, why it gets to me, too. And so I have to take it with a grain of salt, understanding that my reality and what I went through, my children haven't gone through. But either way, I just see these, these beautiful children that are entrusted to my, to my children, so, my, so they're my grandchildren. And these parents... They they look up to them as though they were God. Right. If mommy said, of course, all children do. Yeah, yeah. So, with that with that perspective coming from a child, and to think that we're conditioned to lie to them. Mm-hmm. So you lie to them about Santa, and I mean, my current husband, he went as far because he he followed that pattern. Mm-hmm. He went as far as they would go to church. And celebrate Jesus Christ's birthday in the eve, like Christmas Eve or so. And he would leave early, go home, get carrots, bite and chew them up, throw them all. He had this thing that he'd make track of deer tracks. Mm-hmm. And then he would <laughs> drop, you know, whatever. I remember carrots was the main thing he'd throw and then deer tracks. And then they'd come in the house and there'd be baby powder, like snow coming in. And then Santa's boot tracks, he'd make the boot tracks go through the baby powder that was right. snow over to where the Christmas tree is and now there's all these presents he'd have to do all that mm-hmm. and then get back to the church by the time everything was over and pick up that's the kids beautiful. and bring them home <laughs> and I, I'm sure that's cute and it did yes. them no harm right, right. so I, I understand the pure the innocence of it but oh, truly something in me just it bothers me because Same. I think how is that kid going to know when to trust and believe you? Because most of the kids, I don't know what the age is, but let's say it's anywhere from the age of seven, six, seven mm-hmm. to ten. I don't know when they find out that it's that either it's from someone at school or something that he's not real. And I just feel like that child's like, but mommy and daddy said it was real. Right. Like they feel that deception. That's, yeah. And it, it, to me, it's just so, and of course, we're talking about Santa Claus and all that. But how about, you know, the tooth fairy? The same thing. Or how about you're not going to make it to heaven if you don't live a certain lifestyle, if you don't live celestial or, in other words, plural marriage. We were told that lie. Right. How did you feel when you learned that wasn't real and that is what... Well, well, the way I looked at that one is... The way I handled that one is that I felt that my parents were deceived. So it wasn't so painful. Oh, okay. I get you. I felt that they were deceived. When it comes on to the Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny and the tooth fairy, my parents knew the truth. And, and for me, I didn't have that trouble because you know, yeah. dad and mom, they never taught us about that. But I'm thinking more about my grandkids and there's only a couple of them. And I just feel so sad. Like, are they going to heal? Are they, of course I'm dramatic. <laughs> are they ever going to trust them again? And how can I sneakily, when they talk about Santa, kind of play and, oh yeah, but never say he's real. Right. 
just never say that. The, mm-hmm. So, did mommy leave the money in your? I mean, did, did the tooth fairy leave the money? Mm-hmm. You know. So later on, I know it's stupid. It's just like I don't want to be known for a liar. And kids are resilient. Obviously, it's they not bounce right back from. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not the end of the world. But I struggle so much with lying to our kids. Maybe because mm-hmm. we were lied to so much. I, I believe that's where it yeah. stems from. Because I see, you know, a lot of my grandkids are older now, and there's no harm. But at the yeah. time, I'm just thinking, they're trusting you. Yeah. They believe you when you tell them, you know, wear your coat, you're going to catch pneumonia. Don't mm-hmm. talk to strangers. They're trusting you. And then when you, you know, tell them, hey, Santa's, or someone tells them Santa is not real, and, and then they start doubting, I just get so worrisome that they're going to doubt Everything you've taught them. Right. Which that's me being an extremist because I know that's not the case, but it is hard for me sometimes. And since you were talking about that and mm-hmm. the lying, it brought me it brought me to that thought, like, oh, I just hate lying to the grandkids. But it's you know, they, it's not my deal, it's the kids' deal and, and it's it's innocent watching them believing in Santa and I have grandkids, um, a Jewish uh, I have two Jewish grandchildren and then all my other ones, but it's so funny because one of my grandsons will say, Santa is real. And then the other grandson, he's not real. He's made up. And he's supposed to say Shabbat and Shalom or whatever he says. But I can't say it. And it's, it's so cute. But I just watch them and just their innocence and their truth coming out. And one believes in Santa and one says he's not real. And there's grandma and hi, grandma and hi, grandma. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Like, what do you do? Yeah. And you kind of just avoid it. I just... Obviously, when I talk to each individual grandkid, it's easier. But when they're together, sometimes I don't know exactly what to say. But it is one of the the few challenges in being a grandparent is, Mm. you know, keeping up. And, of course, I didn't say the Jewish words right because I can't remember. He's he's so young. I think he was four when he said it first. That's so cute. Yeah, it was so fun. He's such a cute kid. But it it is an interesting time of the year. But... Back to the let well, them theory. Well, one more thing oh, go before ahead. you go there. Uh, on a on a different note, uh, most people in the U.S. Um, they were taught that, and then they learned the truth of it, and they seem to be pretty all right. So I don't know <laughs> that we should be worrying about all these kids either. <laughs> I, I think it goes back to what we've talked about before. It's just because of our circumstance. We can only right. come from from where we've been. Right. You might say, and being that. Who our dad was was a lie. Everything about our faith was a lie. And everything that we were to do as women was a lie. And so many other things. I think that's where the pain comes from. So you were were raised in Cancun, sis, and Mm -hmm. I, or down in Mexico. And I was raised in, um, for my first 11 years, 11 years of my life, I was raised in, in San Diego, California. In El Paso, Texas. So I went to school. And the hardest thing for me was keeping all the lies. Like there was so many oh, lies, yeah. like, like we were renting homes and mom could only have three kids there. And then now she's got seven of them born and we had to lie about them. And then daddy's, um, family our extended family or his wives, they would come down and visit mom or whatever. And we had to call them all our aunts. And I was just a little girl and I loved my grandma and aunt Tina was my favorite aunt. And I would ask mom, why are all these ladies that you that are my aunts, why don't they look anything like all my aunts that are in the picture with grandma? <laughs> or like Aunt Tina, they don't look like her. Why? And they were Hispanic, a lot of them. And, and in my opinion, they smelled interesting. <laughs> <laughs> As a 
kids, That's you know so how funny. you know how there's certain things. I'm sorry, yeah, but no, being no, in Mexico and making what, tortillas on a wood stove or whatever, mm. there was a smell of wood or burnt. I yeah. don't know what it was about. Um, a lot of the girl, ladies that would come up and you visit. You know what, too, though? The soap in Mexico, the the hand, the bar soap. Yeah. That has a very, very distinct smell. And I think everybody in Mexico used that same one. So when you said smell, immediately I saw the green bar of soap. Yeah, okay. So so what was so it? Irish Spring or Zest? Something, but yeah. in Mexico it smells way different yeah, than whatever it is. Yeah. So these yep. people, I'm little, I'm six and seven, and, and I'm supposed to call them my aunts, and they look nothing like my aunts, and you know yep. you know something's something, off. Yeah, they're never kids Christ- aren't dumb. They're not at Christmas with Grandma when I would go with Mama or mm-hmm. Grandma's house. So you know something's up, and there's that lie, and then who's your dad? There's that lie, mm-hmm. and where mom is and where she works and a million other things. So growing up and being told so many lies, I think it's just painful for me to see in a, something so innocent and pure as Santa, you know, or yeah. Easter Bunny. So I, in theory, know the truth, but it still bothers me, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure why. But, of course, like you say, a lot of people, you know, carry that charades of Santa and all. They're just fine. My husband's just fine, and so are his kids. Right. <laughs> and they talk about when they found out, and they were so shocked, but they never just said, "Oh, you lied to me, <laughs> and you're going to hell." <laughs> Whatever. They never did all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's not here nor there. It's just an interesting thing. But, but um, fun topic. Anyway. Yeah, it is. It is fun, and I don't have no answers to be honest because it's, it's kind of hard for me and navigating all the different households. All the different. You know? Yes. And being respectful, be. and it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. I just want to remember. Right. This place is like this, and over here it's like that. But what I love about it the most, at least with my children, they all love me, and they have grace, a lot of grace. And so I make a few mistakes along the way. I, you make mistakes? Oh, my gosh, sis, I'm going to tell you a mistake, and uh, I can't even live it down. Okay, so... I don't even have to tease you this time. No. You're going to tease yourself? No, I'm not going to tease. I'm I have gonna trained you. you. I'm going <laughs> to tell you a mistake I made. So the other day, I had two of my grandkids over. And I actually had six of my grandkids over, but two of them slept in bed with me. Grandpa was up at the lake house. So I've got two of the little ones. They slept with me. I was tired. And I know that they have... They have a list of movies that they can and cannot watch. Okay, yeah. And I can't really remember all what they are, or so. Um, and even if the kids were to give me a list, more than likely I would replace. I mean, misplace it because that's just how it is. But you know, you try, you try to find the whatever. Anyway, yes. so the kids are in bed with me, and my youngest granddaughter. She wakes up. No, she doesn't wake up. She's not sleepy so she's snuggling me and I go to put a movie on well I didn't have my glasses on oh boy Uh-oh. so I'm looking up <laughs> so I go to Netflix and I look up at at what you know movie I can play for the grandkids and I can't read one title so I figure I'm going to play it safe and I'm going to find the um the show that looks the most antique, like almost pencil, pencil figurines. Like cartoony? Yeah, yeah. In other words, it's, no, it was a cartoon, but in other words, it was like back in the olden days, like the rabbits looked like they were made out of uh, crowns and stick, 
you know, they weren't really detailed. They weren't animated. More of an antique. Yeah, they weren't animated. It was just so simple. They were pastel, light colors, the little rabbit, you know, the outline of her, and it's just really innocent. And I'm looking up at it, and I think, oh, this looks like harmless. Okay. You know, they don't have to worry they're shooting or killing things or weird hairdos or, you know, just topics that are off topics. You know, and it was just me and my granddaughter. She's two. And obviously she didn't know what was going on. But I'm listening, and this rabbit has a basket, and she's taking this basket to her favorite friend. And, and that's what the story's about. And she's having this journey and meet someone else. And they ask her, and I'm dozing off because I'm kind of tired. It's such an innocent little movie and the tv's kind of far away from my bed it's on the wall right anyways so it's like oh no you can't get in my basket i'm taking it to my special friend oh no whatever happens and the next the next rabbit or the next thing they they uh person they run into it's like oh you can't have my basket i'm taking it to my special friend so I hear that. I think how how that's harmless, right? That's so cute. That it's actually harmless, and, and and the colors are great, and they're little rabbits, and she's carrying a basket of of goodies or whatever. Anyways, so I kind of doze, but my granddaughter's awake and she's in my arms, but I almost jump out of my bed when I hear her say, "Oh, there she is. You are my special friend." It's I've been thinking about you the whole way and looking for you. Now I found you, and you are my special friend. We are, we are girl special friends. Oh my goodness! And I thought, what the heck? <laughs> and I'm not even saying it right because I can't remember the words because my brain cannot compute what I was hearing. But it was promoting lesbianism. So how old is your granddaughter? She's two. two. But there was nothing bad in the movie okay so yeah. she didn't catch it but i put it together at the end you know oh special friend that sounds innocent enough. <laughs> but how it was portraying the story and anyways it was about and i knew what i'd heard that that's what this story was about oh, so i turned it off goodness. so i never finished seeing the, the movie and whatever and now i have to explain this to her parents and i'm mortified right and of, of all children this is one of my my not to say she's picky but she's she particular she's, she's real protective and she watches everything her children watch and she's they're really good parents anyway so they come to my house the next day and i forget about and then all of a sudden i remember i said i have to confess and i tell them they're laughing their head off of course and they weren't upset with me at all i said i don't know honestly when you see it you're going to be shocked that that could be what it was and I thought they'd have to scroll to towards the end of it and and hear the punchline there but my daughter goes there clicks on it finds it and she says mom right under the name of the movie it says lgbqt whatever I said it does (laughs) that is a bad time to forget your glasses (laughs) I mean I was in bed sleeping I go it does and my son-in-law they laughed and they had mercy on me and it's not like the kids saw anything, but I've never had to, that's my first experience to ever have to filter or watch. Now, no one would have to tell me that that's something that a grandma doesn't introduce to her grandkids. Right. And I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know. It was hard. It was a really uh, hard thing on myself, just thinking the world's changing so much. And when you look at it, you would never guess this is what's going on. Yeah. 
But we have to be so vigilant and really watch. And I'm not trying to judge one way or another. That's right. not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying it's it's it's, it's not grandma's responsibility or right. it's something I should not to introduce dabble. that, to especially introduce at that such a young to, age. To my to my grandchildren, it's mm-hmm. just not. And I never would take that responsibility in any which way. And we're talking about Santa, but here's these theories mm-hmm. that are out there. And like, how do you navigate all this? But yeah, it's all tricky. It's it, all it so tricky. tricky. Even though it doesn't have to do with our um, let them theory, but well, but. the truth is, yeah, those that do want to introduce it uh, for the kids at a young age, let them. Those that want to teach their kids Santa and have all the fun and the joy and the bonding that comes through that, you know, let them. Sure. You know, I sure. feel like it totally applies. It goes right along with it. Yeah. Who's to say we know the best way, you know, or a better way or a easier way or a quicker way, a shorter way, whatever. Correct. And also the let, the let them theory, I think it benefits us. Absolutely. Like, so let them. By you worrying about what they're going to wear to your wedding, by you wor- worrying what they're going to bring to the family potluck, by you worrying about if Uncle Jim Bob's going to, mm-hmm. you know... Be Uncle Jim Bob? Be, yeah, doing whatever he does, ruining the pictures, or if Aunt Agnes is going to be in the, a strange mood or talking about whatever, whatever that we all do. It's like it's just so let them, like by mm-hmm. letting people just be... And using that theory where, so you let them, what's the worst that can happen? I remember one time uh, back in the day, I can't remember who told me this, but I think it had to do, I don't know, it had to do with friends or something. You're afraid they're going to get mad at you. And she was kind of, so they get mad at you. So what? Let Mm -hmm. them. Let them. And then I said, yeah, but once they get mad at me, then they won't talk to me anymore. And so they don't talk to you anymore. So let them. Yeah, but then they don't talk to me. Then I just feel like I'm not going to have a friendship. So let them. And what's the worst they can do? They can't kill you. And if they mm-hmm. do kill you, they let can't them. eat you. Let them. <laughs> and there was let them. It was more like, they can't kill you. And if they do, they can't eat you, at least. <laughs> and I, Well, I can't say that applies to what we're saying, but, but still, with some little theory, like, you just got to let people do and stop fearing. Yeah. If they don't want to answer the phone, they don't answer. If they don't want to bring, you know, stuffing to the family Thanksgiving, let mm. them. If, you know, they don't invite you over to have dinner or whatever, let them. Mm-hmm. If they're going to be late, let them. If they're going to be, you know, whatever. It takes all the responsibility off of you and places it on them, and I really like that. And it's responsibility that doesn't belong to you. Right. We take it on. Thinking that, oh, if they don't do everything, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to know how to show up. Right. Say, hey, you still show up the way you need to show up, and let them do and be what they're going to do. I heard a really neat saying the other day, and I really like it. I think I showed it to you somewhere this visit, and it goes, people's opinion of you is none of your business. <laughs> if they want to think you're a terrible person and you're loud or you're whatever let them let them it's none of your business it really is not any of your business what they think that's true and uh it's kind of i think it's kind of good the other people's opinion of you are not it's none of your business no <laughs> why do we spend our time and energy on I it i don't know i wonder if we're just it's part of the it's part of the journey and it's part of the process to to move past this and evolve. To accept yourself. Now I'm getting, getting a little older, and I'm sure you're feeling it too. I'm not so, getting older, sis. You are? Mm, That's yes, weird. I weird. Yes, I, I know it is weird, but I can't have a 
so many. I'm just getting so better. Many family members. I mean, we just established that you're three years older than my oldest son. Mm-hmm. Hey, little yep. shit. I know. I actually uh, grown up shit. Says, yes, come on. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> But anyways, what I was going to say is that I've noticed in the last maybe five to ten years, I don't know exactly how long, I just, I don't, like, okay, when we were kids and we were younger, we always wanted to know why, you know, what's going on, what did they say, and why didn't mm-hmm. they come for this, and why didn't yep. they show up for this, or, or how come how come they took the, the spare car and then didn't give her the keys, or all these stories that go on, as you imagine, in a big mm-hmm. family, and I find myself all the time saying, I don't know, I didn't ask. <laughs> what they went and told you didn't ask and it's like no I didn't when I was young I wanted to know everything I'd sit there for hours if someone was mad at someone I wanted to know what he said and what he did and where he went and what time he came in what time he left and all the the ins and outs of the whole situation and now my husband is just and this is weird my husband you know that's not mm-hmm. the way it should be but or that's not the way it normally is he will say, so So why did they take the red truck and not the white one? Well, I don't know. I didn't ask them. Okay, so what time did they did they say they thought they'd get home? <laughs> why, I ask him. Oh, I just want to know. Well, I don't know. I didn't ask him. And I'm so surprised how I've just let my kids, especially my kids, share parts of their life without asking questions. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because I'm just getting them? mature. I kind of just let them be. And I don't know if it's because I'm maturing or I just don't want the responsibility of knowing. I think it's a mixture of both, a very, very healthy mixture of both. Yeah. I it's think very right. important to, to get that, that theory right there and apply it to your kids, especially yeah. after they're out of your house or married, um, to let them... Do they want to grow up without you or on your own or in their own way? <laughs> Let them. <laughs> well, yeah, you were sharing that just the other day, so you might share it with a little bit of that. And I know we're getting close to the end here, but you were talking about how you kind of explained the outcome of the choices that your children have, and then you let them oh. choose. Yeah, yeah. Instead of, instead of thinking, well, now if they do this, they're going to feel a certain way, and, I, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to help fix this. I'd rather they chose this other thing. And, and instead of you know, guiding them to choose what you want them to choose, you explain, or tell me how you told me that the other day, something along those lines. Um, it was, uh, I guess, wear your favorite sports team's jersey day to school. And uh, my youngest, he walks out and he didn't have his jersey on. All the other kids did, and he did not. And I told him, what, well, I asked him, what is your thought process? And he's like, I just don't want to do it. And I sat there and explained to him yeah he's nine and I explained to him I said to me it looks like you have two you have two choices you have a decision to make between two choices the one is you cannot do it and if your class does not win uh with the most participants in the in the jersey day um you will feel the guilt because you didn't do your part and then I said on the other hand you have the choice to do your part and if other people, it's kind of that same idea. If other people choose not to, let them. But at least you know you did your part. Whether you win or you do not, you did your part. And if others don't want to do their part, let them. You know, the responsibility is off of you. And he tells me, I get you, Mom. Like, immediately, I get you, Mom. And he, I was like, neither choice is, is better than the other. Either way, you're going to learn something um, you get to choose what you get to learn. And he turned around, didn't say another word, and he left the house with this jersey on. <laughs> oh, cool. And when he came home, he said, Mom, you're right. 
Um, other kids didn't wear their jersey, but I'm so glad I did because it wasn't my fault we didn't win. <laughs> so he did have a little good takeaway. And I said, well, you see those kids that didn't wear their jersey? Can you imagine being in their shoes? And he's like, yeah. And so I think that that's where I could have said, Just let you them. Know, yeah, if they chose not to participate and they want to feel the guilt or the sadness or regret or whatever, a tiny bit, but whatever comes along with that, you know, let them, that was their choice to make. Right. That's beautiful. And I know this applies uh, to, to everyday life and, and relationships and, and much bigger and, choices yeah, than well, jerseys. Especially now with <laughs> what's going on in schools and then politics politicians or politics and the ever-changing world and life and stuff so there's a lot of, if, if we could just learn to just not take it so serious and just let people be and I think not we think that we have it all figured right. out and they need to do it our way I think we talked touched on this a little bit last time too it's just like what a relief it is to just just let it go let people be I think it was number two yeah Last yeah. week. Oh, well, so no, shut up, stop, 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 stop. No, it's your turn. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate? Not even a little bit. <laughs> well, she thinks it's number two. No. I'm not sure. It was point number two <laughs> last week. Of, um, you can't make other people change no matter how hard you try. Right, right. That's their choice, so let them. Sure. Literally, let them make that choice. And, and to finish this up, what do you think off the top of your head would be like some of the exercises that are involved in letting people? Some of the exercises. Like in other words, getting out of the way, not putting assumptions on the circumstance, not making it personal, not getting angry, not getting mad, not being, <clears throat> not expecting, you know, because if you don't expect anything from anybody, you don't expect that they're going to wear the jersey to school if they do or don't then you're not disappointed but i feel like there's just like little things that we can do every day i think of it like in in relationships if if you're with someone and you know relationships can get kind of sticky and you'll hear like well if i don't come home straight from work my wife is going to get mad Mm -hmm. and his buddies are saying hey all all your co-workers are going for your drink or appetizers no he's got to get home or a million things like that, if you could have that theory of just letting them, and then what? Um, you're probably going to get sick of hearing this, but it, to me it boils right back down to being honest with yourself. Uh, so your husband didn't, uh, whatever you said about going out for drinks, um, if you really want to go out for drinks be honest to that if you really want to go go do that and if your wife wants to get mad let her (laughs) so be be honest to yourself um i tell my kids all the time i said who is the only person in this world that is going to be with you until you die guaranteed yourself what's yourself obviously so who should you be listening to you should be listening to yourself be honest with yourself and to yourself and everybody else would just let them, exactly. you know, allow them to be honest to themselves. And that doesn't mean you, you're not going to take into consideration your obligations as a husband oh, no. or a wife. No, it's no. just like you choose, You want to be married, don't you? Of so, course. So if that's a choice you've chose and you want to be married, then you'll go once a week or whatever. You yeah. Can na- you know, navigate yeah, through that. Well, yeah, not for that sure. we're telling anybody how to do it. It's just more, <laughs> I mean, it's just more the theory of just letting people um, do the things that they're going to do. Most of them, it kind of scares you. They're going to be pissed. Let them. 
Mm-hmm. No, I mean, if I don't call her right back, right, she's not going to answer my phone call for 10 days. Let her. Yep. You know? Oh, but then she's going to leave me. Ah, uh, let her. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're being true to yourself and it bothers somebody else to the point where they're going to leave you, let them. Exactly. I think that that's I, exaggerated and well, um, but it's really and a true minimized thing. at the same time. It's really a true thing, especially in relationships, because relationships are hard, and a lot of the difficulties in relationships are assumptions. And I do this, and they don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, all the ins and outs. But when you can just really be truthful and allow people to show up, work with them and love them through it, of course, because life is hard and we're forever changing. Especially if you're a woman, you're going through all kinds of hormonal stuff. But mm-hmm. regardless of that. You know, just let people be. And I think it just frees up, frees your emotions up, frees you up, and your relationships that you do have, you're more at peace and not have to worry. Well, I didn't get back to that phone. I didn't answer that phone mm-hmm. call. And regardless, I'll get to her when I can or whatever the story mm-hmm. may be. But anyways, I know this was a little bit all over the place, but hey, there was a lot of stuff stewing in the idea of this topic. I really love the theory. And um, if I, maybe in the future, if I have more to say about it, I will. I Do you have anything else to add? Yes. Uh, if we would like and we expect the opportunity to do what we feel best with, then we would be a hypocrite to not let them. Exactly. That's beautifully said. I like that. So, as always, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And we will see you soon. So, until then, get up. Pull up your Spanx, put on your bra or not, and take back your power. We did, and you can too. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. We are not licensed healthcare professionals of any kind. This audio should not replace nor substitute the advice of any healthcare professional.